Hello, this is Keith, and you're listening to another episode of Basketball Daily Podcast. In this episode, I'm gonna go into some ranking analysis of two top 12 players. What I did was I went to basketballmonster.com and I downloaded the fantasy ranking and averages of the top 200 player for each week and every week and then I did the same for each month for every month of the NBA season all 20 weeks and from December to May I downloaded all the rankings per period per week per month and also the averages per week and per month for every week every month and I put them into Power BI and did some graphs and did some analysis. And I looked at two random players, Luka Doncic and Jason Tatum. Now, both of them represent players in the first round of a 12-team snake draft. For Luka, his ADP was between 2 and 4 across Yahoo fan tracks. And ESPN, so he was an early round guy. Tatum's ADP was between 11 and 15 across all those platforms, so he was the end of the first round, early second round guy. And both these players did not beat the ADP at the end of the season, but the ranking trended in Tatum's favor in the second half of the season, while Luca showed. Uh, a dramatic downturn during the second half of the season as he won down. Now, if you look at Luca's chart, and I'm looking at Luca's chart uh, for weekly ranking first for each week, and I also looked at the second half of the, the season from week 10 to week 19, which is um, the second half of the fantasy season. So I looked at weekly rankings and then the the round that they belong to. So if you like top 12, if it's like from 1 to 12, then you like a first round, and then 13 to 24, your second round, and so on. So each 12 is a, a round. And as you can see, for except for week 13, the second half of Lucas' season, um, that's around All-Star break to end of April, Luca finished outside the top 36 for almost all those weeks, except for week 15, week 13. He finished outside the top 36, a fourth round guy every week in the second half of the season, and also a fourth round guy in the fantasy playoff. What's worse was that he had three weeks outside the top 100. Yeah, that's right, top 100. He was outside the top 100 for three weeks in the second half of the season. And for the entire April, for he was outside top 60. You know, if you do monthly ranking, for the entire week of April, he was outside top 60 for the whole month. And that was fancy playoff time. Two assists to one turnover ratio. And that has to hurt during your fantasy playoff. Fun fact about Luka Doncic. Luka has not finished inside the top 24 by averages or totals in standard 
nine category rankings in each of the three years he played in the league. But in the last two seasons, he has been comfortably a top five selection in every snake draft, every standard nine cat draft, eight cat draft. And he'll probably be like that uh, based on name recognition for the next five to eight years, I would say. Um, That's the window I give him, five to eight years where he will be like a top five selection. In points league, that's great. Uh, he, He will still perform and if you punt free throws and turn over nine cat, yeah, that will work. But just be aware when you look, draft Luka Doncic in the top five, you know his his ranking might not live up to his draft capital. Now let's look at Jason Tatum, and most importantly, I'll talk, look at all those second half of the season. And if you Looked at the first two weeks, he he started hitting his ADP in week three of the season, and then he sat two weeks due to COVID. And when he came back, he struggled to regain his top ten form, and he struggled until like after All Star break. He was like between twenty two and eighty six. He was ranked between twenty two and eighty six for six weeks after battling COVID. I think he discussed about that, um, about his struggle with COVID before, during the season. But however, after the All-Star break, he started trending up. He spent five of six, next six weeks, he spent five of the next six weeks ranked between six and 19. On one week, he was ranked 55. But then he had a week-long slump in the week uh, 18, where he was like 199. You know, less than three threes, shooting four, 34%, and getting 0.5 steals and blocks combined. So he had no defense stats, and he was bad shooting for one week. But he still averaged 21, 11, and 5 assists for that week. And then for the last week, uh, week 19 that I have, he jumped back to number two overall. It's his best week of the season. You can say um, he shot well, he shot better for three, he shot better scoring, and his steals and blocks came back. So more importantly, that week was actually uh, fantasy finals for most people in that week. That was the last week of April uh, and ending at May 2nd. While Jason Tatum's season was a smooth ride, it he performed and he he did well when it mattered in fantasy. So the key for Jason Tatum and it was also the key for his breakout last season was that he shot three much better. If he can shoot threes efficiently, like close to forty percent, and in this case, uh, in the second half season, his his three was like oh, around forty percent, over forty percent. And when he can do that, he can average more than three threes. His field goal percentage will be around 48%, and he will score between 25 to 30 points per game each week, every month. And then, you know, his stats on the defensive end wouldn't matter that much if he can shoot three years like that and shoot a high field goal percentage and score that much. Um, as long as he has, you know, a steals and blocks combined over, over one, I think you can live with it. You know, better than 
one steals and blocks some vine, even better. So if you draft him late second round next season, that'd be great. Uh, he should pay off. I hope you like this analysis. I like to do more of this, and I hope to do more of these in-depth analysis for different players in upcoming episodes. Thank you for listening to this podcast. You can subscribe to me on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, among other platforms. You can follow me at BB Daddy Podcast on Twitter, or at Basketball Daddy Podcast on Instagram. Thank you again for listening. See you next time. Welcome back, my listeners. Um, this is my uh, new series. Okay, I'm starting a new one. Even though you might still see that uh, Kyle's Dino info thing, it's not. Okay, just take it as a Lord of the Ring Kyle uh, storytelling. Okay, so um, I'm in the story. So let's get right in. So let's get into the story. Where that Lord of the Ring, the Fellowship of the Ring, that battle. So I'm I'm gonna tell and a story and make up what happened before, okay? So yeah, let's hear it. Yes, Elder. Saw Mount Doom, but then but then realized that Sauron was inside, forging the One Ring. Then, then also the army was with Isildur and realized. Then, then the battle began with all the orcs rushing toward the human army. It was, it was a very vicious and disastrous fight. But then Sauron had arrived. And Sauron was the one that would defeat them all. The one that forged the One Ring into Mount Doom. Sauron jumped onto part of Mount Doom and then jumped on jumped on the army. Then all all the soldiers were staring at him. Then as Sauron's weapon flung humans flung the helpless humans toward toward the air and not toward Mount Doom. Isildur was the one to help. But then Isildur's dueling Sauron but then lost the sword. He thought about retreating, but he wouldn't. He needed to, to defeat Sauron, but which way? Then, Sauron was going to grab his sword and stab him and destroy him once and for all. But then, Isildur grabbed back his sword and cut off Sauron's finger and, and the helmet and head.
flung off. So basically, he basically robbed from Sauron. Back to the story. So, Sauron was dead, but Isildur was trying to grab the ring from Sauron. Then he pulled it, he pulled it out of Sauron's finger. As he walked into a Mount Doom, an elf was standing there. He recognized the elf, but then the elf, and but then he started asking him Doran to Mount Doom and forcing him. But then Isildur said, "No." Eventually, in another battle, Is Isildur dropped the ring, and and on a river, and he was going to swim to get it. But but then three three or more spears shot his back eventually to his death. The ring was hidden for many, many years in the sand. But then two hobbits named Smeagol and Daigle was fishing. And then they were on a little boat. Then a fish caught their fishing, their fishing thing, right? That that stick that you use to fish. Okay, okay just their fisher, and let's call it fisher. And then Dago couldn't pull it out. Dago said, "I can't pull it out. The the fish is too." Strong. But then Daigle fell into the water. But then he lost that fish, and and found a ring, the ring that Mount was forged in Mount Doom by Sauron. But then someone was didn't have the ring, so he thought that it would be safe to take take it. But then as he taken swam back to the land, the ring was controlling Smeagol. Remember the Hobbit? Smeagol jumped out of the boat and, and, got, and tried to steal the ring from Daigle. But Daigle choked him. But then, Daigle, but then Smeagol escaped. And choked him so hard that he killed, that he's killed his relative. The ring was controlling him, of course. The ring was evil and wanted revenge. And so the Smeagol, that Smeagol character, he took the ring. But then the curse of the ring made him a golem. He's a hobbit, not a golem. So, yeah. That's the evil, the very evil part, right? And then, so as he cursed the ring, curse that Smeagol. Smeagol became a golem, like I said. And he, and then two hobbits named 
Frodo and Sam came to like a little mountain and then and then slept there, right? Then then Gollum was there, also known as Smeagol. And then and then he said very he said like this, okay? So he was like thieves, thieves. And then and then they and they called it thieves because it was his ring, but it wasn't really his ring. It was Sauron and Isolder had it, not him. Sauron had the ring for the most time. So yeah. Um. Yeah. So. Uh, Frodo. So that woke up Frodo, of course, and. And then he holds a sword to, to to try to stab his throat, but but then Frodo didn't because he thought he could also be helpful. So so later he tied him to the rock. So next morning he tied him to the rock, and then and then uh he, the Smeagol said Smeagol promised, even though he didn't do it, he returned to King. Smeagol promised. That he would uh, lead them to Mordor and, dest- and destroy Sauron. Yeah. So yeah, and um, Smeagol was pretty dark. He's pretty evil. So there were Sam and Frodo, or Frodo and Sam would not have trusted him. I don't know why they did, but they're just assuming. Bad guess. Like every movie, uh, they went to Mount Doom. Uh, they went to Mount Doom, and then, but then, uh, in the middle of the movie or something, right? Right? Or like one third do the movie or something? I don't know. Just, just somewhere in, in the middle of the movie, he he found himself lost in cave giant. Spider. It's even the spider was was only three feet. Mm, it's pretty large to Frodo. So then Frodo poisoned and then he, and then he got captured by orcs and then he escaped of course and then and then he went to Mount Doom but but then but then Smeagol wasn't there but because Smeagol was hiding while he was in that tube in that cave where the giant spider was living and then because he, Smeagol was hiding and and he, like I told you he was an evil character So he went to Mount Doom with Sam. Sorry, that's just uh, Google. Okay. Uh, responding. I don't know. Oh, uh, I don't know why he, he answered, but yeah. So she w- went to Mount Doom with Sam. Photo, right? Uh, he, he found Gollum. Smith goes back to his Gollum form and then, and then just... 
best up with Frodo and Sam, and then, and then do rock, and then Sam do rocks at him, and then they run, and then, and then he, uh, and then he found his way to, to like a door in mountain. There's really no door, but just a hole, and then he, they walk into that hole. Uh, that's the pretty scary part, and then, and then uh, go and bit off Frodo's finger. That's scary. And then he got the ring, but then died with the ring. But then the ring didn't die because it's landing on like a piece of rock a little bit under the lava. But the but the ring that melts so fast and the, when the rock cracked, he when the little rock cracked, the the, the ring melted and that's how they destroyed the um, the one ring. So um yeah, we'll see you later and hope you enjoy your your day and yeah we'll see you soon remember my podcast is not it's not called cows you know info anymore it'll be called lord of the rings uh storytelling by cow town thank you uh, we'll see you later in my next episode and this is anchor.fm slash Calcino info, even though I'll be calling it um, Lord of the Ring Storytelling by Kylie. Okay, this is my sister Kylie, and she wants to say goodbye. Come on, Kylie, say goodbye. See you next time. You say bye again?